Have you ever lost your cool? Blown a fuse? Blown off the handle? Gone off the deep end? Have you ever flipped your lid? Have you ever just blown it? Have you ever gotten yourself in a skerfluffle? Whatever that. Skerfluffle, I think it's a good, we'll use it for now. Uh, <laughs> basically, have you ever gotten angry? You know what it feels like to be angry, don't you? You mad? Are you big mad? Right now? Mad mad. Mad bro? What's going on? Are you, are you, are you feeling a little tight? A little pressed? Anyway, um, <laughs> you know what it feels like to let things get under your skin and to, to really get upset about things. Huh? To make your blood boil. You know what that feels like? And here's the thing. It's easy for some of us to get angry. Like, it's just, it's just easier than others. But Well, sorry, you was preaching. But just that. As, <laughs> as easy as it can be to get angry, it can sometimes be even harder to figure out whether our anger is good or right. Yeah, so stick around today because we're going to talk about anger and really how we can use that anger for our good. You're listening to the Nick Smith Podcast. Connecting you to living truth. If you'd like to support our podcast, rate us on iTunes. Or join our inner circle through Patreon.com. And don't forget to share this on social media so that all of your friends and family can know what you're listening to. Hey, we are your hosts, Nick Smith. And Kylie Jo Smith. Sorry, I just drank some water. I was trying to rush you. I apologize. <laughs> I almost choked just now. almost drowned. She never misses her cue, though. Just so you know, <laughs> she was on point right, right there for it. Yes. And so today we are talking all about anger. Getting mad. Getting angry. Um, but before we, mm. get, we get mad mad, we want to um, give a shout out to the Inner Circle, who we're not mad at. Where's no anger Definitely there? not angry. All love. All love. What's up, Inner Circle? How, How can you doing? be angry at people that are like... Surrounding you with love and prayer and support. I don't even like, know. I can don't you be angry. No, nope, that's all I got. That'd be weird. <laughs> if somebody gets angry at you for that, you should get angry at them. No, no, that's, that's not, not how it works. Sorry, not bad. Do it. That's not good anger. Um, so last week we were discussing, and actually through this whole series we just had, we were discussing how it's okay to be okay when you don't have the answers, when you don't have the answer yes. to your question of why is this happening? Why did this happen? And Specifically, we're talking about like tragedies and things. And what's crazy is we planned that series mm -hmm. weeks before any of the, the recent tragedies happened. Well, we, we planned it and then we recorded. So those of you who don't know how this works, this isn't live. Just so you know. Sorry. If you didn't know that. I'm actually probably sleeping right now <laughs> while you're watching this. Not going to lie. Um, but the, the truth is we recorded this uh, in the kind of the fall. The, sorry, we recorded the last episode in the shadow of the, the shooting in Buffalo. Yes. But before Uvalde even happened, um, we had no idea that was coming when we were, really when God put that whole thought on our, our mind of, you know, why do bad things happen to good people? Yeah. And so if you didn't get a chance to watch that series, please go back and watch the series. There's a playlist on YouTube or go back and listen to those audio episodes um, because we really kind of get into the theology aspect um, as well as the pastoral or the ministerial aspects of how do you be with people in those broken moments. Uh, and um, and so, yeah. really, like, we didn't know at the time how true to life those things were going to be, how yeah. necessary those things were going to be. And, uh, of course, we know that um, for us, like, we recognize the Holy Spirit okay. is at work through so many different things um, yeah. and always speaking to us and always guiding and, and teaching and rebuking and all of those good things. But um, we, things we just had does. no idea when we recorded that, that it was going to be so relevant so, so quickly um, with something so like, I guess, um, devastating. Yeah. And so, so anyway, let's, let's get to 
the question like is anger bad well and i think i think oh, it sorry. goes no i think it goes hand oh. in hand with <laughs> what we we're just saying because yeah. our response i know my response to uh specifically the shooting in uvalde because we have children mm-hmm. um elementary school age um was immense sadness mm-hmm. um on top of anger like immediate anger of like wait what what just happened um and it stirs in any sane um person I, I believe uh, a sense of righteous indignation, a sense yeah. of like bad happened. We should do something about it. Like there should be something in that anger. Um, the, the problem I think with anger specifically in Christian circles is we're not taught how, like what anger really is. Yeah. Cause I, I know, and I remember being younger in my faith and even younger in age, cause sometimes they go hand in hand. Um, <laughs> and never really being told really what anger for mm. or that anger was good or that yeah. anger was okay yeah. maybe not even you don't have to go as far as good if you don't understand it but even anger being okay yeah that was never really taught well because i mean if you look at scripture a lot of times what children are taught or even and maybe it's not actively being taught mm-hmm. this maybe there's not people who are actually i'm making a lot of noise over here on the oh, okay. <laughs> I apologize. um like no one's actually saying it this way but what can oftentimes be interpreted by little hearts and minds is that well, God got angry at these people and then bad things happened as yeah. a result of, of him being angry. Mm-hmm. Um, or like I think of particularly the story of Noah and the flood. Yeah. Um, because we don't teach children how to interpret um, ancient Hebrew. <laughs> we don't teach them to understand well, nuance they're... of language and context. We, we, just, we just want them to get the basics of the story. Yeah. That um, God was like, God regretted that he had made man, right? It was one of the That God passages. wiped out the, the sin at one point yes, and, and, and restarted civilization. Yeah. Right, but what kids, because kids understand like, oh, wait, all these people died because God was angry. That's oftentimes yeah. what little kids will take away from that story. And so if you apply that um, to multiple stories in scripture and you start to take that out of out of scripture and, and look at human relationships, it can be easy to misunderstand like, oh, well, anger makes... Like anger is a way to punish people. Yeah. And, and so then you use emotions as punishment or emotions as a way to um, devalue the other person if they have made you angry. Yeah. Well, now I'm angry at you. And now like it becomes this this interesting, like, I don't know how to describe it, like this interesting way of interpreting emotions as opposed to using emotions to help us understand what we value. Yeah. Well, what made me think of when you were talking about um anger in scripture is honestly Cain and Abel. Oh yeah. That's a good Cain's one. anger drove yep. him and his jealousy yep. that, that caused him to be anger, anger caused him to caused be him angry. To be anger. It caused anger. Um, and so he murdered because he was angry and he was jealous. And so you have that extreme of like, it's bad to be mad. Mm, and then you have it the, makes uh, you do bad stuff. Yeah. And then you have the other extreme, especially when you're looking at the old Testament, of like what you're talking about, God's righteous anger when he um when he causes or um his anger is incited against people and he sends them into exile or he mm-hmm. causes captivity or and then we use that as justification for our own anger. Um mm-hmm. and or we even, use it as a way to process what's happening to people in the midst of sin. Yes. Or in the midst of any tragedy. Well God must have been mad. And like all of these are bad takes on anger. Yeah. Like this this isn't a good way to understand anger. and what you're saying about like anger telling us something um like your emotion is uh i can't remember what book we were reading but it's talking about 
um, your emotions that God gave you for them to be a conduit. Mm-hmm. Like he speaks to us through our emotions, but our emotions aren't the truth. Right. Yeah. You're, yeah. How you feel is not the truth about the situation. It is a way for you. It's almost like the emotion isn't necessarily the condition. The emotion mm. is the symptom. That's good. So like you're angry. Okay. Well, um, there's a really great like parenting technique that you can use for those of you that are also parenting small children. Um, well, what is your anger telling you? Mm-hmm. I understand. Yeah, yeah, you're angry. And um, because it's so easy as parents, especially if we've grown up with this mindset that anger is bad, we should avoid anger. Do not feel anger. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be so easy. To, well, don't be angry. Yeah. Because it, we just don't, we want to protect and we want to help guide. We want to like push the positive, but we don't see anger as positive. And so it's like, yeah. instead of saying to our child, oh, no, 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 honey, don't be angry. Don't be angry. Let's fix it. What if you stopped in that moment and said, okay, well, what is your anger telling you? When I, I see for me, my motivation, and it could be just from like a man point of view or just because of my, my background, my motivation for saying don't be angry, a lot of times in my unsanctified response um, is more not out of, hey, I don't want you to be mad. It's like, what do you have to be mad about? Oh, like, so I'm the one that, oh, okay. that needs to be, like, there's nothing. <laughs> I'm the one you just glared at. Yeah, what are you, you're angry? You're, you're pushing me. you're doing wrong. So how, you don't even get a chance. You don't get to be angry right now. And oh, so it's so more, it's almost like belittle, not, not saying you're belittling, but like, no, it's fine. I it's guess. almost it's like cool. diminishing, like <laughs> no, downplaying I, the feeling. Yeah. Okay. And minimizing and also minimizing, yeah. justifying my own anger mm. by comparing the two. Like you're little, you have little anger. Come on now. So <laughs> your, <laughs> your anger is not as powerful. It's as not, it's not as big. You're what are you mad at? You ain't got nothing to be mad at. But your what's crazy is like looking at it. Emotions are the same. That's right. No matter if you are five right. years old. Or 55 years old. And so if you think about it, and I think this is where a lot of people in our parenting philosophies, maybe we differ on this. Mm-hmm. But when I look at my five-year-old and she's feeling angry, it is no different than when I feel anger. It's just that she is this tiny human with an undeveloped brain mm-hmm. trying to figure out how to use this anger and what to do with it. And I have a whole catalog, catalog of experiences. Yeah, you do. And, and of I have a whole ca- I got a whole catalog. <laughs> <laughs> it's exhausting. No, but I do. I have this like Sorry, but this plethora of experiences yeah. and people who have taught me what anger is. And this little one is like looking at me like, Hey, can you help me? I got this anger. And, and then here comes dad like being mine. like, you don't get a chance to be angry. Right. It's not like our anger is somehow more valuable than yeah. yours because we're both human, but it's just, a, it's an interesting way of looking at children in particular, but even with other people mm-hmm. who are the same age, it's like, how often do we do that? Where it's like, well, what are you angry about? This and we hear it in conversations all the time. Mm-hmm. I hear you. You're angry about Black Lives Matter, but do you realize sex trafficking? Like, wh- like um, one, like one cancels the other. Like, wh- <laughs> like they can't both exist. Or wait, like we can't be equally angry about both. Yeah. Like, no, that's good. I think. Sorry, I think we we do have positive because what you're talking about with parenting, um, we have to model that for our kid. Mm-hmm. We have to model what it, what it means to be angry. Um, and yeah. yet do so in a way that, that brings about life and not death. You mean be angry and do not sin? I, I like in the Bible. somebody would have wrote that down somewhere. I feel like somebody who knew about anger, hmm. who knew a few things about what his anger could Weird. do. Uh, like <laughs> but so, but yeah, we have to, we have to model it. And the only way we know how to model, and I don't remember where I got this from either. Cause I know a lot of stuff. I just don't remember where I learned this stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you can only build with the tools you have. Oh. And so if you've never seen these tools be That's used. True. And you don't know how to utilize them. And so we as, mm. um, I'm just going to speak for me. I'm the global we. Um, we right here sitting in this seat have to 
look at examples that handled anger well, Mm. even though we haven't had many of those examples in our life, in real life. Mm. And so looking at scripture, actually, there are very, um, very descriptive times when people were angry Mm. and yet uh, went about like acting righteously. Yeah. Even though they were angry. Yeah. And so like the, the first one, because they were angry. First one, Jesus that I'm, I'm going to bring up the man, you know, JC, the homie. Number one. Do you remember the Jesus is my homie hats that were like big when we were like shorter? I kind of wish I had one now. (laughs) I'm sure someone has one right now. (laughs) They're going to make a comeback trucker style. Jesus is my homie hats. They're coming back. (laughs) I'm calling it right now. Um, but no, Jesus and the, the money, money changers, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Jesus Temple. comes and he flips the tables and he makes a whip. We forget that part. Jesus made a whip out of cord. He made it before he did all like he, you realize he went into the temple, saw what was happening and then went and made a whip. Do you know how, what it takes <laughs> to make a whip? Like, do you realize? Well, I don't know if it was like an actual bull whip, but it was something very something. Light. It took some time at some point. He had to go he get supplies. He, it's not like he had, <laughs> had whip building supplies in his satchel. Like he's like, hold on a second. I have just the thing for this moment. You know what? I've been like, he's Indiana just Jones. Like here. he carried a whip around his little fedora. Like, I knew I would need this someday. So like, well, Jesus probably was like, okay, uh, no, I'll be right back. No, stay here. Matter of fact, stay right there. I'll be One right moment. back. One moment, I'm a, um, uh, a, a Peter Lemp. Holla at me real quick. I got to make. Where's my rock? Hold on. I'm finna, no, I mean, not, uh, not my, my rock. <laughs> <laughs> he's braiding this thing and they're sitting there like, what's Jesus over there doing? Oh, you're going to find out in a second. No, stay there. No, don't run now. Just wait. Um, but Jesus in his anger, um, he was angry, not at the people for being people. Right. He was angry for the way that they were misusing the house of God. Come on. He had a zeal for the, the purity and the holiness that was supposed to be present in that place. Mm-hmm. And he was angry that people took advantage of that space mm-hmm. and use it for their own selfish gain. So that people mm. were using a safe, sacred space and they were promoting themselves. They were taking advantage of those who were at a disadvantage, right? So those that were coming into town and didn't have money or didn't have pigeons or whatever. Like, hey, we'll sell you mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. And they're doing it right there in the temple and they're, they're like really using it as a marketplace. And so Jesus, in his anger, he was um, driven into a position of action. Mm. And his righteous anger caused him to move towards something that brought about a result, right? Mm. He didn't just go back and start talking to people like, can you believe what they're doing in the temple? Mm. Did you see them in there? You know what? And I, you know, old Zacharias in there, his mom, you know, he, he needs to take some of that money and help his mother because he, no, mm. Jesus went and he said, listen, this is wrong. Move. We got to go. Y'all get, gotta get out. out here. <laughs> you, Don't come back. You ain't got to go home. But you can't. But you can't stay in my daddy house because mm. we got stuff to do here. Praying yeah. is essential. And so, like, we see that. We see mm-hmm. the righteous anger. Well, and also, like, if you look at Paul with the early church, mm-hmm. um, he wrote letters. Now, writing is a way to express your anger sometimes. Um, but I love how Paul, like, he was so passionate for the church. He was so, yeah. um, he had that same kind of zeal yeah. for God's people in the Given community. Given by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um, that when the way of Christ was being tainted by those who were trying to bring, like the Judaizers, bringing back mm-hmm. in that old law, it says, like, I oppose Cephas to his face, like in front of other people, like Man. walked in and was like, you? bro, you going to come folk? into the house of God among God's people and try to say, and like, we, I think in our like 
looking back at this like Europeanized version of scripture, mm-hmm. we think it was just like this little meeting or people were like, these people were in there like speaking in tongues mm-hmm. and praising God and like charismatic. Some of them, some of them probably more reverent. I don't know. Like have just a little bit more like a reserve, not reverent, but like more mm-hmm. reserved, like, okay, we're going to worship. But this was a time where there was people in the room. Paul opposed him. He didn't say, I, I disagree with him slightly. Therefore, I had this small conversation. And I was like, I imagine this was a heated conversation. Oh, yeah. Because, sure. you know, you know, you know, Peter was not like, okay, yeah, sure. You know, there was argument. You know, these oh, yeah. two men were like, what? What? I didn't know, but you, no, listen, hush. <laughs> Don't sit down. <laughs> I'm running the, I am actually preaching today. I, I'm pretty sure that's exactly what happened. I think um, we have an ancient transcript <laughs> of that interaction. Peter, sit I'm pastor today. <laughs> pastor Paul. Pastor Paul me. is in. Uh, yeah, but no. <laughs> you are deacon Peter today. <laughs> uh, but, but no, like we see those, those moments where there's this acting um, for the good of the community, for mm-hmm. the sake of the purity of, of the, the people of God um, and the sake of the gospel. Like that, that's the one thing is like we are witnessing to a broken world the power of the gospel. Yeah. If that power is, is like sucked out because we're expending so much energy on things that don't matter that should make us angry like we yeah. should be able to step in and but we also have examples of anger being used the wrong way like oh, cain yeah. of course of course um we had like moses mm-hmm. I mean, he got come on now he got angry killed a dude just like hauled off and murdered a guy like the right rock, there the, when he was supposed to speak to yes. it hit the rock with the stick like the boy had a whole bunch of issues yeah like anger i love i love this about scripture that we don't get a whitewashed version of the heroes of our faith like we get all the flaws, we get all the, all the stuff, all the humanity that's present. And we see that anger is present throughout many stories mm-hmm. in, in scripture. David's um, kids. Yeah. And you see where people are both righteously indignant and unrighteously wrathful. Mm-hmm. And we see this action where um, people are driven into um, doing what is right for the Lord, for their family, for the kingdom of God, and people that are motivated by their own arrogance, by their own mm. pride by their own um, sense of what they feel they want in their situation, which again goes back to arrogance and pride. Um, and so what we see is we see that, that there is a good anger. Mm. All that to say, there is a good anger. Like there's a way yeah. to um, channel this feeling that we get when something wrong happens um, and not shame ourselves and not be, oh, I shouldn't be mad, just trust the Lord. No, God gave you that anger for mm. a reason, but it should not be, to send you in the wrong direction. That anger yeah. is supposed to propel you towards what is right. Yeah, like trust the Lord to reveal to you what your anger is telling you. Trust, like anger is an emotion. Emotions are God-given. Emotions are those thermometers, not thermostats. That's right. That tell us what should be, like what is the thing that should be happening? What's the I thing see, that you value yeah, and what, what's what being you, challenged? Exactly, and if you value life, if you value goodness and purity and like those things that scripture teaches us that love is, mm-hmm. you value those, then God, sh- you should be trusting God to show you that, yeah, this isn't right and you should be saying something or you should be That's doing right. something. That's and right. like that good anger does something for the common good. It does mm-hmm. something for the good of the kingdom. It does something good for other people. But that unrighteous anger, it either does no one any good, which mm-hmm. is that anger where it's like you're stewing about it or you're like gossiping and you're like holding grudges. That doesn't do anyone any good. Building any ulcers. Good. That's all you're doing. Yes, seriously. Or that, that unrighteous anger can actually do bad, mm-hmm. like retaliation and revenge and like 
just hauling off and punching somebody in the face. Like that's that anger that like, I mean, unless of course you're St. Nicholas. Then I was just going to say like St. Nick did it. I guess he Dolly punched, Saint Nick punched and, a heretic. So but, punch people. Out <laughs> but we have to be careful, like, <laughs> because we can, we have so much anger today. And if you look at, um, and the way we express our anger is so different today because we have these little thingies that we can just, um, be that telephone tough guy or tough girl with a keyboard. Um, versus actually doing something. And I think it's easy to lump ourselves into that category of spiritual maturity mm-hmm. along with Paul or Jesus or David, mm-hmm. when really we, we act so much more like the Israelites um, with our fickleness and with our not really knowing how to place our anger or what to do with it. Yeah. Um, and I think with current events, we see that re- like happening even more and more. Yeah, and I guess so. what, what I'm hearing is is... Like maybe not we have different anger, but we have different ways. We have a different um, impact zone, if it were a different sphere of impact. And um, speaking of sphere of impact, um, your sphere of influence, the, the folks that you know that need to hear this, please share this with them. Let them know about uh, the Nick Smith podcast. Um, if you know somebody's mad right now, send this to them. <laughs> not to be passive aggressive. I want to wait to like cool off. Just to share a little love with them. Yeah, I mean. If they need a laugh if at the very a, least. Sometimes if, laughing is good. That I, all the time. Well, not all the time. Not the creepy, angry laugh, though. That <laughs> If you hear that, you maybe don't send it to them just then. You're like, Probably oh, not. Uh. So, so let's talk about um, briefly. So the, the anger that, that we're sensing and, and feeling in, in our culture, at least in the U S um, surrounding like the mass shootings, like two mm-hmm. that happened within a very short sp- like span of time. Um, like there is a sense of anger among believers and non-believers alike. Mm-hmm. There's a sense of anger among people who uh, on, and it's weird to say, but people who are um, mad at the fact that there is a loss of life Mm-hmm. And then other people who are mad at a, a potential loss of freedoms. Ooh, and on. so there's this, like, there's an anger brewing. And some people are, are mad at, at something that, is, that has happened. And some people are mad um, <clears throat> the because, possibility at the possibility. And, and there's nuance in between. There are people mad because, well, this may happen again because this isn't in place. Or, mm-hmm. like, there's all mm-hmm. of these things that, that are happening in our culture. And then you add on top of that. Uh, the Supreme Court just passed some stuff um, about um, appeals for people like uh, I just saw this uh, just recently. Um, any evidence that, that comes out after somebody has already been convicted, they're just like basically like, yeah, too bad. Like we can't use that. Mm. And so there was just like a case. I was like, yeah, it's state by state. We're not going to make it a federal thing. Um, there's people angry about that. There's people wow. angry about um, other um, statutes being passed on abortion and women's mm. health. And, um, there, there are all these laws being passed, the war, like there's anger. It's, Mm -hmm. it's everywhere. So, so what are you, what are you mad about? (laughs) (laughs) What you mad about today? So what's, what's your anger about? I guess for like the most recent thing that we, um, cause some of those other things are kind of perpetual or not perpetual, but like they're they're just systemic. They just continue to, to be ongoing issues that need addressing. But one thing that I know in our um, Christian bubble, sometimes we get, we, we hear the same kinds of things. We hear echoes of the same things. Mm-hmm. And I know there are a lot of people that are angry about, about the potential loss of, of gun rights, about the loss of being able to um, carry a weapon. Mm-hmm. And 
they're angry. I mean, there's anger about it. It's, it's actual, like, I'm angry about this. I'm, I'm outraged about it. I'm yeah. frustrated. And I think, I think for people in that position, I would challenge you. I would ask you, like, have you ever thought about expressing your anger to the parents who have just lost their child? Like your mm-hmm. anger about being able to carry a weapon versus their anger about the person who was carrying a weapon that took their child's life. Wow. Like there, there's like the perspective shift that's needed to realize mm-hmm. that your anger about something, one, that hasn't happened yet, two, that infringes on your rights, which you won't find anything in scripture ever about your right to, to do that. Like you won't, you're not going to find the right to bear arms in, in scripture. Now there's, it's a, another document has it in it, mm-hmm. but it's not the Bible. Like it's not the actual word of God. Mm-hmm. And so like expressing as a Christian, my anger about my right to do something that someone just used their rights to do is really like, I just see there is a flaw with that. Like that, well, that anger is not being used in a way that is fueling something good, something positive. Yeah. So I, I see though. So going back to what is your anger telling you? I feel that a lot of that anger on that side of the argument is fueled by fear. Yes. Because okay. of the same sense of loss of like, what if that happens around me and I don't have a gun and okay. I can't protect myself and okay. I can't protect my kids. And again, it's, it's, you're, you're angry about the possibility that you won't be able to protect yourself. Mm-hmm. Other people are angry at the possibility or not the possibility, the reality, reality. that others couldn't protect themselves. Yep. And so I think we all have the same um, initial fear of loss of life, loss of loved ones. Mm-hmm. But again, going back to that, what are you really mad at? And I, I love what you said about your rights. Like, and we touched on this a long time ago, but as a believer, and when we look at scripture as a New Testament believer, we really are only promised heaven and Jesus now. Like we're promised that. And, and Jesus even told us like, you will suffer um, in this life. And he says that your right in this life is to love others in a sacrificial way. And to die to self. And, and yeah, to die to self. Like you, you're called to give up your cloak when you're asked for it. You're called to turn your cheek when slapped. You're called to go a mile, go two miles when forced to go one. Like you're called. Bless your enemies. To, to, yeah, to feed those who curse you. Like bless those who hate you. You're, that's what our that's rights your right. are. Yeah. Like, and that's what we're called to do. Not only our right, but our obligation mm. as believers in Christ. And so um, the, the conversation about anger and about rights and about, I mean, even if you go beyond the social issues and you get into national and international boundaries and you get mm-hmm. into um, water rights and you get into like all of this stuff, it, it gets back to like, what are you really mad about and what are you really worried about? And what does that anger say? Is that anger saying like you're afraid of others, you're afraid of loss, and you're afraid that you're not going to have enough, you're not going to be safe, you're not going to be protected, something's going to happen to those that you love. Like you're, you're, you're powered by fear, and then that fear is turning into anger, and that anger is lashing out at those who also are afraid. And now we have a conflict that really is based on our own insecurities and our own fear. Yeah. So this, And this is what I think we touched on in the last series, which is just the result of brokenness like your fear motivates you to say this my fear motivates me to feel this yeah and then that fear then all of those things like become this tangled web of you hurt me I hurt you and then that hurt affects somebody like the the ripple effect of not just our emotions but what we do with them Mm -hmm. I think it's important like 
<clears throat> shifting gears a little bit to the topic of like abortion, mm-hmm. um, which has been an ongoing topic in this country longer than we've had social media. Oh yeah. This was a topic that was happening. I mean, honestly, if you look at, um, when you go back to world war, uh, two, mm-hmm. um, and you look at, um, I was just reading about this, like with, within Jewish history, you have these women who were doctors in the concentration camps who were told like, Hey, if, if there are any women who are pregnant, let us know by the Germans. Like let, let us know if these women are pregnant. And then there was a doctor who was like, I realized when I started reporting that to them, they were then experimenting on, on mm. these women. And so in order to save these women's lives, this doctor had a moral and ethical dilemma that she had to face. And you, you can go and look it up and, and read about it yourself. Um, but looking at that story and the nuance there mm-hmm. and her like spiritual and you know, moral obligations there, and then taking that same issue and bringing it over to the U S where we have kind of made that type of situation. Um, we've applied it to every situation. That's of the basis that, for, yeah, that that's the basis for it. When, when in reality, um, and we speak on this in another episode, you know, abortion has been this thing that has um, been swallowed up by the social rights. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll say parade, the, so, the social rights fight when in communities that are um, disproportionately represented and who are at a disadvantage, we recognize it differently. We see it much differently. And, and the, the statistics show a whole different story. Yeah. Um, and so the anger that I feel about the topic and the anger that I feel and, and the pro-life um, kind of banner that gets put over everyone that disagrees with um, the act of the, the, the act of abortion um, is misleading because we see people who are angry about abortion. And it's just, I'm angry that abortion happens. Mm-hmm. But then when life is threatened in other areas, mm-hmm. the anger is not the same. And I think, again, yeah. looking at, okay, what is your anger telling you? Are you angry about a policy? Are you angry about... Like, what is the fear? What is the anxiety? What is the worry there that is, is being attacked to cause that anger or to inspire whatever it is? And I think it's so easy that to have that, again, a telephone tough guy or that keyboard theology of you shouldn't do this and look at this picture of this and then this proves my anger is right. Mm. when you are not the one holding the hand of the woman who has to make the decision. That's right. And you are not the one who is holding the hand of your child while this terrible thing has happened to them. Yeah. And so I think our, our anger, um, our anger should always lead us to something. Like it should lead us to do something. Yes. I think it always right. does. Lead yeah. us to something right. I was going to say, it, it always <laughs> does lead us to do something. Um, and even inaction is a choice. It's a, it's a form of action. And I think the, um, what, what I guess we're getting at one, please don't hear that we're trying to make any political or whatever stance, but just addressing the idea of anger motivating all of these choices, the idea of anger opposing people instead of um, addressing problems. Um, but our anger should push us in the direction that Christ has called us to move, which is towards love, which is towards loving other people in a tangible way. Nobody cares what you say you believe. Like you got to show people what you believe in your anger, just like God's anger. God's anger is a part of, or it's not a part of him, but it is a result of his love. God is angry at those things that hurt that which he loves. And so sin hurts his creation. And therefore there is wrath for sin. Those who hurt um, others, it it says God hates injustice. Mm -hmm. Like he, like he 
don't want to hear it. I don't, I don't want nothing to do with your injustice. Um, he even told his chosen people, like, listen, don't even pray to me. If mm-hmm. you're out here taking advantage of the poor, if you're robbing the widows, if you're killing innocents, if you're um, and like of any age, yeah. like if you're taking advantage of those who need you, mm-hmm. um, don't don't pray to me. Your prayers are, are rotten. They're a stench to me. And so like God hates the things that come up against those he loves. There's anger for those things. And so we have to move in the direction that, that Christ has called us to that our salvation has motivated us to move in that direction of loving. I mean, to quote Bob Goff, everybody always yeah. but like loving those who um, God has placed in our sphere of influence and acting in a way that is to protect the good of, of others. And I think like, it's so easy to say you should love, like just love, love everybody, just love them. Um, because I, I actually have heard many Christians say, well, I love, you know, whoever's on the other side of what I believe. But, and so but. then the question is, well, how, how, do, how do they really know you love them? Mm-hmm. Because you can tell people all day long that you love them while also telling them how wrong they are and how, how much they are not going to have a place in the kingdom and how much you don't see them ever coming to a right understanding of what is good. You can treat them like you don't see them as people. And, exactly. And so we would challenge that. Um, in the gospel community, we, would, we should challenge that with, okay, well, God's anger is not inactive. Like he his anger does something mm-hmm. um, for the cause of redemption and restoration and love. And so yeah. ours should do the same thing. And like, sometimes the only answer we have um, with our anger is the hope that the cross has secured for us. Like the, mm, it is yeah. finished yeah. on the cross, like the work of God's wrath being poured out on Christ. That's finished, but there is a finishing that's still happening. Come on. And we are witnesses to that. We are supposed to be like, running towards that and showing people how to run towards that. We're supposed to be modeling that for them. So like yeah. justice and redemption in eternity is coming. Mm-hmm. But if we really believe that, how are we showing people what that looks like? How will they know how to recognize the trumpet when it sounds? If we're not using everything we have to point them towards what it sounds like to, sh- to say that, that over that's what life is. Mm-hmm. That's what goodness is. That's what anger, righteous anger looks like. And so yeah. like, we can be angry about the right thing. Like we can be angry about lives being lost. They shouldn't be. People shouldn't be dying at the hands of other people. People shouldn't be dying because a woman um, doesn't have resources. There should not be life lost. Mm-hmm. That's okay to be angry about that. But we can have unrighteous anger even in that and using our anger in the wrong way, but we can always turn it around. That's the thing that I love is like, while it's still called today, mm-hmm. we still have the opportunity to say, you know what? I recognize that I'm angry about this and I, because I'm, I'm angry about it because I feel this way and I value this thing. And while it's not wrong for me to value this, I should, I should use that to maybe fight for fill in the blank. Like mm-hmm. what, what cause, and there's so many social causes. I'm not saying this to be a social justice warrior, um, but there are so many areas where you can actually put your hands and feet to work. That's right. There are so many things like, um, there's volunteer efforts you can have in your community. There's, there's a food pantry. There's a church. There is a, a youth group somewhere. And the crazy thing is, like, those, those people that we push off and we say, well, they don't want to hear what I have to say. They're often the ones who need your love the most, yeah. who need what you have to offer. And so use that anger towards brokenness, that anger towards sin, that anger towards the enemy's 
consistent seeking to steal, kill, and destroy, use that to fuel something good mm. in your community. Yeah. That's, oh, that's so good. And we could talk about this. We could keep talking about it. I'm going to keep um, talking about it all day long. <laughs> even, I mean, we got other We're going to log off of here that. and I'm just going to be like, listen, <laughs> Nick. going to be sitting in here staring what are you at a blank doing? camera um, and talking into a microphone that's Get turned off. Get your hands and feet in the game. <laughs> So whatever um, anger is motivating you towards uh, that is good, that's feeding the the hungry, clothing the naked, sheltering the homeless, um, teaching the kids, teaching the children, loving the broken, like, volunteer in the nursery. Let <laughs> let God be uh, the one that drives you that direction, and not these external factors. Yes. Well, this has been the next Smith podcast. Shona. We hope you didn't get too angry and we hope that if this you did let us know. <laughs> we hope that this episode has connected you to living truth. Be, Be blessed. blessed. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Nick Smith podcast. We are so glad that you joined us and we hope that you'll consider subscribing so that you can tune in each week. Don't forget to rate and share this podcast. And if you haven't already, follow us on social media. If you want to be a part of our family's mission to entertain, educate, and empower others, please consider becoming one of our Patreon supporters. Exclusive Nick Smith merchandise is available to you through our online store at www.nicksmithpodcast.com.